What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dolphins on the Duke. This week we got uh, the People's Champ, uh, Nolan Smith, assistant coach for the Duke Blue Devils this year. Um, but as always, make sure you uh, subscribe so you don't miss any of our uploads. Check us out over on YouTube. Uh, that's where we post clips from all of our podcasts across the network and uh, reach out to us on Twitter uh, at the field 68 and my personal Twitter at Dre underscore Dawkins. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one and we'll see you next week. All right. So we got uh, <clears throat> my brother back this week, uh, the unofficial mayor of Durham, people's champ, Nolan Smith, uh, assistant coach. What's going on, man? man? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate you coming back, spending some time with us. Um so my first question is, um, with fans back in Cameron this year, what's that been like? How exciting has it been to, to have the crazies uh, oh, back man. up and running? It's been great. Hey, look, <laughs> just just to start on that, Coach Forbes last game, Wake Forest head coach, big time, big time coach, big time human. I was one of my favorites in the league. He comes out last night to start the game. He's like, I, I like Cameron a lot better with no fans. <laughs> yeah, I bet everybody does. <laughs> so I think that's the per- perfect first question because that's that that was still fresh in my mind that he said that. But I think a lot of people realize, like, look, with, with no fans, it really wasn't Cameron. It, it was a different type of basketball without without fans. And especially here for us at home, it, it, it played a, a huge factor. I mean, that's, that's eight points that we – didn't get, you know, mm-hmm. just not having the fans. And we lost a lot of tough close games here last year with, with our team that we had and games that if you have fans, I think we win those games. Yeah. Yeah, I agree for sure. Uh, I tell people all the time, Cameron is Cameron's worth a few points for sure uh, at its loudest or when the crazies are there. Um, so uh, another question is, I know you guys have been casual all year with, you know, the uh, pullovers, quarter zips. Um, so are you like pro casual or are you like, we got to get back to the suit and ties? Because me personally, <laughs> I, I like the ca- I like the casual look. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very pro casual. I'm very pro casual because I think, it, I think it showed us, one, why were we wearing suits? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that question as, as a spectator or as somebody in the business. It's like, okay, we were wearing suits for the fans. Mm-hmm. Took fans away and everybody went to it. So why, why are we wearing suits for fans? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different avenues we can go down with that one, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're wearing suits for. I love, I love the fans, but if y'all would rather see us in suits, why? <laughs> right. You know, I can actually be comfortable and coach and show my guys to get into a stance in game. Man, you got to be in a stance. Like, however I want to express myself, I can do that way more freely than in my Hugo Boss suit where I might might rip my pants. You know, in a suit is just very different. And, you know, we're we're coaching a basketball game. You know, we're not going to church. We're not going to a funeral. (laughs) We're coaching a basketball game indoors in a very fun setting, especially Cameron. I think it's very appropriate for coaches to be comfortable. I think a lot of coaches have done that. I've seen some SEC schools go back to the suits. Yeah. I talked to some of those assistants and they're not very happy about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, your dry cleaning bill has got to be a whole lot nicer than normal. Uh, <laughs> don't let me get don't let me get started on that, Dre. I was dropping off my suits two times a week, mm-hmm. two 
people wore three suits at a time, five shirts, dry clean bills about $55, $60 each time. If I'm doing that every single week in the season, mm-hmm. that's adding up. Yeah, it adds up, man. So, we know Coach didn't come out um, the second half. You know, everybody's worried about him. Is there uh, any update how he's feeling, expecting to be back Saturday? Yeah, Coach is feeling good. I think Coach just uh, needed to get some rest. Mm-hmm. And he got some good rest yesterday. We had a day off. It's been, it's been a very tough stretch for us. Um, a lot of traveling, a lot of road games and everything. So I think for him just to get some rest, you know, Coach has just turned 75 years old. And he's yeah. he's still coaching like he's 45 years old. You know, he's always on go. He's always watching film late at night, early mornings. He still doesn't sleep. He still just has that that DNA that he's going to work, work, work. And um, that's who he is. That's who he's going to be until – the end of this thing, hopefully the end of this thing is April. That's who he's going to be. So, man, sometimes your body just tells you, look, you need to rest. Yeah. So you got, got some good forced forced rest. <laughs> and I think going forward now when we do have an off day, we're going to make sure that coach, you know, takes that day to actually rest and not come as office like he would normally do and work out and get a lift in. Yeah. <laughs> watch more film and bike uh-huh. and his normal regimen. Just take that one day, coach, to just get some rest. But you know, we love that fire in him. We know he's going to go out best and trying to be the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned it. Is it just me or is this year a bit atypical with uh, – it seems like you guys have been playing, like, a lot of games um, on top of each other. Like, yeah. I, you know, we've had a couple Saturday Mondays, which are always tough. And then, um, even you know, this past week it was – what was it like four games in seven days or something like that? Yeah, yeah, four and seven, four and seven, four and eight, four four games, eight days. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely seemed like it's been a, a heck of a schedule, heck of a stretch yeah. for us. And um, overall, I think our guys have done a great job responding to those games. Obviously, we've been a much better team on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, we've handled our business on the road this year at a very high level. You know, people are always the fans about Duke. You know, oh, they don't play true road games, they don't win them. Well, we've we've done that this year. You know, mm-hmm. we've done that at a very high level, and we've also won neutral games this year. The only time, a couple of times we've got slipped up, really have been at home. Yeah. Uh, and we think our guys are going to try and figure that out. Last game was a tough game where we played really good, and then all of a sudden, boom, something hit where our guys um, kind of relaxed, mm-hmm. kind of relaxed when we got that big lead. So, you know, that's one thing for us is learning how to keep our foot on the gas um, throughout the whole game. And, uh, you know, when teams – start making a little bit of a comeback how do we respond and how do we limit our turnovers in those situations but you know our team our team's been very tough and tough-minded you know with with a tough schedule and uh it doesn't it doesn't get easier yeah um yeah you talk about you know being poised on the stretch um i mean in all four losses uh this season you know you've had the lead at some point most of them had the lead down the stretch uh, in the last couple of minutes um what is it that the team needs to focus on or change, uh, you know, about those last few minutes to turn, you know, those losses into wins, especially yeah. uh, heading into the postseason. Man, honestly, I mean, we've we've had discussions, um, and we think it's really very simple. Uh, a lot of it's just attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it just comes down to just grit and toughness. Um, there are games, obviously, we know we should have won mm-hmm. um, as, as a group, and when we went back and watched the film, it's little things like being in a stance off the ball. Yeah. Look at the Virginia game. There was a, a play that the ball bounced right in front of uh, one of our guys, and he just should have grabbed the ball. 
he grabs the ball with 20 seconds, we win. It's over. Yeah. And I think there's just a mindset thing where, like, it's not over until that buzzer goes off. We can't assume at home that we're just going to win. And the fact that we know every single game is a team championship game, especially mm-hmm. in the way this year's league is set up. Mm-hmm. Every game, a team is trying to get into the NCAA tournament off of a win versus us. Mm-hmm. We have to understand all these factors heading into every single game and finish the job. We have to finish the job. We've been playing really good, tough defensive basketball offensively. We can continue to get better, but we've these are games that our guys know we should have we should be winning. We just mm-hmm. gotta continue to change our mindset for 40 minutes. Yeah. What if what have you guys learned about yourselves um through this ACC slate? Um you know it's been a hectic schedule uh, playing a bunch of games like we mentioned earlier. What is it what does this team learn about itself throughout this yeah, I mean, we've we've learned that it can be anybody's night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of guys that it can be their night. And then we also learned that we have the toughness to win every single game that we are put that's put in front of us. You know, we've shown toughness and we've shown grit. Um, but definitely going back to the things as far as different guys, we've had different guys step up. Last game, it was Mark Williams that had a big-time game. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, it was Trevor Kills. There was a stretch there where Jeremy Roach was playing great basketball. Wendell's come through, come through with big plays. So if we can continue to just, everybody can continue to go in that direction, you know, Paulo's going to be Paulo. He's going to be fine. You know, he's, he's going through a, a stretch right now where he's figuring it out because now every single team is going to throw doubles at him on the catch, doubles at him on the dribble. They might maybe throw a triple team. He's got to, as a young guy, he's got to learn to figure that out and how to play through that. But he's going to do that because he, he's a competitor and he wants to win, but he's also a team first guy. And yeah. he's, he's okay if there's a game where, you know, he might not be on his A game, but he's on his C game and we win. He's okay with that. <laughs> he's okay with it. He's comfortable with, with who he is and that when Duke wins, he's happy. Yeah, He's happy. So that's that's one thing we take away from all this, that we, we, we got a team that's all about winning and that we got to keep figuring it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually had that one as my next question was, uh, I know you mentioned Paolo, um, especially in that Virginia game, they were throwing doubles at him uh, as soon as he caught it in the post. Um, in situations like that where teams are doubling and sending a lot of attention to him, how do you, how do you guys, you know, make sure he stays aggressive because you need him to stay aggressive. You need him to yep. be in attack mode um, without, you know, pressing too hard and, and you know, yep. taking bad shots, but also not being, too passive, you know, where, you know, where he's not, where he's not getting any shots up or any, you know, attacking the basket at all. Yep. I think just figuring out how to get him the ball in different areas and Mm -hmm. throw off the defense so that they can, they can't double. The double has to come from different areas, whether it's from the top and a high low, whether he's low or whether he has the ball at top of the key with the open side, you know, where's the double coming from? But at the end of the day, he has to be aggressive. You know, he can't think about the double team because if he's thinking about that, then it's it's hindering his first step because he's thinking about a guy coming over to take a charge. Yep. You know, I think if he be, he continues to be be the aggressor and apply pressure to the referees to call the fouls, you know, but if he is shooting fadeaways, trying to avoid the double team, then that all that does is hinder him. Mm-hmm. It stops him from being the player that he is. But so just continue to be aggressive and attack, stay in attack mode and continue to make plays. Yeah. Um, so it's five more games uh, in the regular season for for the two tournaments start. Um, are there any things that you guys are focused on um, 
improving over the next five games or things you need to tighten up over the next five games heading into the postseason? Yeah, I mean, over these next five, I think uh, finish is, is a big thing we want to tighten up. It's finishing the games and finishing the job. You know, we've been really good team for 30 minutes, but not 40. We've been a good team for 20 minutes, but not 40. We've been mm-hmm. a good team for 38 minutes, but then that last yeah. <laughs> you got to finish the job. And doing that and staying locked in for full 40 is a big thing for us. And then just offensively, and making sure that we do not get stagnant. You know, we have to move. These are things that we work on every single day in practice. We haven't had a lot of practice time with, with yeah. make yeah. sure our guys get their bodies and get their rest. But today's a good day for us to um, have a really good practice, but just continue to reiterate to our guys and to our guards and to our perimeter that we have to continue to move. We have to hit and cut. We have to create those driving opportunities and lanes for our guys and then just play together. I mean, teams are going to plug. We got to make the kicks. And then we kick. We have to be hands ready, shot ready, and ready to shoot the ball. We have guys that can shoot the ball, and it's all a mindset that they have to be ready to shoot. Yeah. Um, I've got this question a couple of times from like my players' perspective, but I wonder, um, as a coach now, do you worry at all about seeding? Um, you know, everyone's always doing bracketology, and you know they're going to go here, they're going to be a two here, a three here, one there. Is that something at all that you guys think about, or is it just you know we're focused on winning the game in front of us? We're definitely more focused on winning the game in front of us. Um, at this point, our guys, we've seen the best teams in the country. We've seen some majors that are really, really good. So we know it's going to be a dogfight. Whoever we play, especially in this season, we know everybody's going to want to be that team that knocks Coach K yeah. off his last tournament. And I think yeah. our guys have that mindset. We don't care. I think our guys don't care if we got Gonzaga or Kentucky in the first game in the tournament. It doesn't matter. Whoever you line us up against in the tournament, when we get, when we get to that point, let's go. So we're not really worried about that seating. Our focus right now is winning the ACC. Yeah. And have a chance to do something that we haven't done since you and I did it in 2010. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's win the regular season. And I think that is a, a, something that we should do this year. And our guys know that. But taking that one game at a time um, is going to be very important. We have to take care of Florida State on Saturday and then get ready for Virginia after that. But one game at a time and let's let's win this league. And then after we win the league, let's go win the tournament. Yeah. You know, we did that in 2010. We won the eight, the regular season and the tournament. Mm-hmm. And after that, then you got some really good momentum. If you uh, get a chance to cut some nets down and, and, and then, and then all right, that felt good. Let's go cut yeah. some more nets down. So Absolutely. That's, that's, that's our focus in these next next last five games and then heading, heading into uh, March and April. Before we continue our conversation, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season in full swing, get in on the action by going to BetRivers.com today. Or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app, must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Um, mentioned him earlier, but Wendell's been uh, kind of the rock for the team this season, uh, even without having to score a bunch of a bunch of points all the time. Yeah. Um, how important has it been, you know, to have him and his leadership on this team? Um, you know, and especially you know he's out on the court, you know, 38 plus minutes a game, so. Yeah. How important has he been to this team with his leadership and how uh, 
poised he's been all yeah. season. Man, Wendell, Wendell's been big time for us this year, and he's definitely been the rock. He's been our leader. He's been our voice, and he's been a big-time player. I mean, for him to have the season he's having, you know, just shows that he put in a lot of work this offseason, um, which he did. He, he elected to stay back here in Durham. Um, he's from Charlotte, so a quick ride up um, to be here Monday through Friday. Then he'd go home on weekends, but he was here with Coach Will and Nick, getting in a lot of band work, learning how to run, learning how to jump working on his explosiveness and his gate, running gates. I mean, he put in a lot of big time extra work, but then just somebody, he's somebody that's been in a lot of battles. He's went through last year with no fans. He's, he's, he's taking his hits. <laughs> he's yeah, for sure. And, and one thing that molds a big time college player is, is adversity, you know, is adversity. He's been through that. He's, he's a guy that hasn't been to the NCAA tournament. A lot of that due to COVID. Yeah. A lot in both in both years. I think a lot of that's due to COVID. So he's motivated. He knows that he wants to make this a tournament. But after not going two years, I don't think for him making the tournament is is a is a is a goal. That's just getting a ribbon. I don't think he's trying to just get a ribbon yeah. and say, "Oh, I made it now." No, I think he's extremely motivated to go to the NCAA tournament and do something special, whether that's a Final Four or 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 the the whole thing. Yeah. So. Just for him to continue to be our rock, for him to continue to get better and better. You know, one thing for us as a program, we we truly believe in our player development work in season. Mm -hmm. you know, our guys have really bought into that and what we do before practice and after practice. And um, he's been a guy that's really led that with our guards. Just as far as yo, let's let's get this extra twenty minutes of work in, but let's be sharp. Um, let's be sharp and doing it so that we can keep getting better. Yeah. Um... And then uh, AJ, you know, has been on a, a hot streak, to to put it mildly, uh, you know, the last few weeks. How much of a boost is that giving the team, um, having him playing the way he's playing? And is that something, you know, you guys as coaches could, could see coming before before it happens? Oh, man, AJ AJ's an extremely hard worker, mm -hmm. extremely hard worker. So when you see that, you can definitely see it coming. <laughs> you can definitely see it coming. It's all about trusting your work and, we just kept telling AJ, man, trust your work, trust your work. I mean, coming into college, he had basically been off for two years where he yeah. hadn't, hadn't played any games. Um, then the COVID year, senior year, he, he didn't didn't play. So he had to adjust and, you know, get up to speed and get make get a feel for his game, make sure he felt right. Mm -hmm. And then finally in practice during that COVID break where we took two weeks off due to COVID, you know, he really just started to get coming to his own um get the actual work in and boom we had those couple games right right off right off of the COVID uh, pause where he got some really good extended minutes yeah and then just took off but I mean he's, a, he's one talented talented young man and um we were all just kind of waiting for it to come through especially his teammates yeah um yeah I mean you know you talk he's been talked about all summer um how talented he was and I mean how much was it just um him just learning the game you know that where the talent is there he just had to figure out how to just get it out of him and get it on the court um and you know he's got to get in got to get in shape like you said he missed yep. missed two seasons um yeah. so i assume that was a big part of it too definitely and he did a great job of get extra, getting extra running in every mm -hmm. single day at the enterprise you see him either by himself or with coach will getting extra running in he was probably the only guy doing that um, in certain points where it's like, okay, AJ's over there working. You just mm -hmm. kind of watch him. 
and he didn't have to say anything. You just kind of be like, okay, yeah, he's he's coming. Yeah. Because he, he wants it, you know, mm -hmm. he, he wants it. So he was putting in that work to slowly get in shape, getting the confidence, getting the feel, and then boom, it just hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's big time because I know from personal experience, um, the extra running after practice is not a fun thing to do. <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> it, it takes some definitely self-motivation to uh, yeah. want to get that extra work in after practice. For sure. Yeah, because I definitely wasn't doing it voluntarily. Um, that, was, that was all mandatory. <laughs> um, so the other night, uh, Mark uh, gets the game winning put back. Um, but at first, you know, they called it off, waved it off. Um, mm -hmm. Were you were you worried that they were going to keep the call or did you could you tell like, no, that's that's a bucket? I could I could tell it was off. I could tell it was off in, in the moment, but obviously in the moment, you just want to believe that it's in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go to overtime because it shouldn't yeah. have been in overtime. So yeah. if you go to overtime, it shouldn't be in overtime. Your gut's just like, ah, uh -huh. why, why are we here? <laughs> why, why are we here? So really for me, I was just waiting for our, for our, uh, our, our scoreboard people to show the replay. Mm -hmm. You know, here in Cameron, our, our scoreboard is still pretty, not up to date yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's it's better it's better than uh than when I first started. We didn't even yeah. have video when I first got there. It was just yeah. the numbers. <laughs> yep, we got the video. It was a little it was a little base like little dot dot yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, we got the video now. So I'm literally like, yo, show the video. Yeah. Like, we're the home team. Let's see it. Because mm -hmm. you know the referees would like to keep it to themselves. Mm -hmm. Let's see it so that our crowd can see it. And then that's going to ho hopefully mold their decision, mm -hmm. you know, and they had to make the right decision. I yeah. think, I think coach K would have came out from the back and <laughs> what if they would even try to make the wrong decision, but the ball was way off. The yeah. Yeah. Off. For sure. Mark made a big time play. Um, Paulo made a big time drive to go up strong and get it on the rim. Um, and Mark followed up even while they were trying to box him out. And he, mm. he was not going to be denied on that. And he was you know, right, right place, right time. And, Went over two hands and finished it. Finished it strong. Yeah. Um, is it difficult? Was it difficult for you guys? Um, obviously, you had coach to start the game, and then you know, knowing you're not going to have him in the second half, is it difficult to make that pivot um, and still go out there, coach, and try and win the game, knowing that you know you're, you know, you worry about coach, making you know, hoping he's doing well in the back. Yeah, it's def it's definitely difficult. You know, that's just that adversity, that unexpected adversity, is one thing. Um, yeah. Deal within the heat of the battle. Um, uh, you go into that locker room at halftime. Coach is obviously not right. So you're focused on him, you're worried about him, but then you're like, okay, well, the team's sitting in the locker room waiting for mm -hmm. us to come in there. Boom, John, you got it. Let's go. Coach Shire, let's go in here and talk to the team. Boom. But you know, Coach Shire is also worried about here. So he hits them really quick. We got to go in here, check on coach, make sure coach is right. What does he want? What does he think? Is he able to tell us what he thinks? You know, he just coached the first half. He might have some thoughts. He's not able to. We quickly sit down before you look up. It's eight minutes left in halftime. Yeah. Back in, tell our guys what's going on because you can't not tell them. So they need to know. Okay, mm -hmm. Coach is taking over for the rest of this second half. Let's go. Same game plan, same mindset. Let's go win. And I, th I think the guys really responded, responded to that. Um, but it's a lot. It's a lot to be thrown at our guys in the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they handled it well. Yeah. Um, so 
obviously played for coach uh, for four years and then, you know, you've been coaching with him uh, for a number of years now. What, what are some things that you've learned about him? Um, you know, working with him as a coach that you didn't know uh, or that's different from playing for him? Man, I think really just the preparation is probably the mm-hmm. biggest thing that I didn't know as a player. I knew he prepared, but this is a different level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like how much time he actually spends on a game-to-game, game-to-game basis, changing what he thinks, how he looks at it, you know, the little little coverage changes that we might make. Um, obviously, we know our Duke defense is going to be our Duke defense and what we do. Um, but coaches, just attention to detail and prep is just at a very, very, very high level. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been I've been around a lot of coaches at, at all different levels. His is his is unmatched, you know, just the preparation that he puts in um, with 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 each game. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, that's all I got today. I appreciate the time. Um, good luck Saturday and the rest of the season. Um, I'm hoping to be at one of these games. Um, so hopefully see you soon. Yes, sir. My brother, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Right. Take it easy. All right.